Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. We're a writing team from New Jersey with a passion for film. An aggressive, all-consuming passion. Well, whenever we see a news article we find, like, insane, uh, immediately it's... How can we make a movie out of this? Every episode we read a crazy article from different sources and tumble down our own rabbit hole. Discussing cast, crew, and plot. And then we hash out a pitch for a feature film. So, join us as we BS about movies and ask the important question... What do you got? What do you got? late last posting day was thanksgiving <laughs> all right so here's the deal there's no on, deal on wednesday not yesterday the, okay so we're recording we're recording on wednesday yes today last, is wednesday the 4th of december december last wednesday uh rob and i were scheduled to record an episode uh for thanksgiving um but life got in the way we had a lot of meals we had to prepare and we had a lot of family things we had to do uh so we ended up scrapping the idea now, the idea that Rob so graciously came up with was to not pitch a story, since we honestly couldn't find anything around Thanksgiving-themed weird stories, um, but it was to just pitch a Thanksgiving-style film. However, when we scrapped the, uh, the episode, I figured we were kind of just done with that idea, and we were going to go back to the episode that Rob had hinted to in episode 10 of the podcast. Rob did not. We didn't discuss. <laughs> we did not. We did not correspond at all. So today I have prepared my episode based on the story that he sent me a couple weeks ago. He's prepared his episode based on Thanksgiving. Uh, and we're going to see what happens here. Because... I'm not pitching a Thanksgiving film. <laughs> well, you are at the end, though, because I still really want to know what your pitch is. Fine. I will. So at the end of this episode, Rob's going to do his little Thanksgiving pitch. Not going to like it, though. <laughs> You're not or I'm not. No, You're they're I'm... not. I hate everything. <laughs> I don't know. In my opinion, you know what, folks? Comment with your opinion. When you scrap the Thanksgiving Day episode, usually you would think that the next week, since it is no longer Thanksgiving, you would go back to the ideas you had prior. Why not? Everyone has just come back from their Thanksgiving sort of <laughs> break in their holiday. And I so, have a good one. So I, said, I had I, a good I, one. I can't wait to hear it. You're, so I sat down uh, today and I started looking you. at... Uh, so bad, I'm going to punish you. <laughs> I started looking at our episode based on the link that Rob sent me a couple weeks ago. Uh, and Rob, why don't you start us off with what we should be talking about today? Sure. Uh, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, uh, I, like um, pretty much every other white American male, am obsessed with World War II. As we both are. White American uh, male. And uh, obsessed. Yep. Yep. I think I covered it. I think I covered it pretty well. I was just making sure everybody knew we were white men. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the Nazis were up to a lot of fuckery. Uh, of different kinds. Um, not just the extermination fuckery, but weird occult fuckery and projects that we know nothing about. Uh, they were just a bunch of weirdos. So there was this whole thing that they had going and occupied Poland and then to Germany itself. Uh, a main project was called Project Riza, mm -hmm. which means giant in German. I, uh, I thought it was pronounced rice, but I guess I'm wrong. No, that would, uh, you'd have to flip the I and the E to make that sound. Because I think that would also technically have the, uh, what is it called, an asset? 
the, 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 the like B symbol in German. Oh, oh I took German. Sure. I took German in high school. I, I yeah. don't remember any of it, but I remember a couple things. Yeah, you're thinking. You, you're thinking of like pronouncing it like Riza, which would be oh, R E I. Paul Riza. R I E. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Project, giant Project Paul Riser. <laughs> uh, the Nazis had planned and started uh, a tunnel system of hundreds of miles, essentially, uh, underneath mountains and in the woods for different projects they were working on. There's been many books written about it over the years, some of it quackery. Uh, you, want, you guys listening, if you're video game fans, you might recognize the name Riza from uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the maps and is one of the... Uh, the big sources of that uh, mode's lore, is, where the zombies come from. Is that episode? Uh, that is episode is that uh, is that map in zombies? Is that in the mountains? Uh, I'm trying to remember which one specifically. Okay, there is one called that, and then specifically, I only that ever, ties into the lore of the Nazis actually creating zombies. Okay, because I only ever really <coughs> played uh, the Nazi zombies in the first Call of Duty that came out. Yeah, it was in, in that one. World at War. That one. I believe so. That yes. one was it called? Yep. Yeah, that was the first. I used to play the crap out of that. Yeah. Um, so pa we pause. Don't... Sorry, pause real quick, guys. Yeah. Just in case uh, you guys hear some humming or anything in the background, we have the heater on in here. It's winter. It's cold, and we need to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, so, and we don't really know what they were doing uh, in these tunnel systems because uh, naturally they, you know, Nazis have a lot of paperwork, but a lot of it got scrapped. Uh, a lot of occult weirdness. People are tying into it, and specifically, there began to creep up this. I guess legend or story that in one of the tunnels the Nazis had stored a train car because uh, they had been laying track in the area. We mm -hmm. do know that. And we have found some of it, uh, which is, has, of course, have set people off. Uh, and the train was supposed to be full of gold. Uh, it was supposed to be full of art and, and money and all these valuables, uh, millions and millions of dollars worth of stuff today that was never recovered. Uh, presumably this would have been, you know, stuff that they stole from the Jews. I, I really hope it's real. I really hope it's in there. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. We got a lot of, we got a lot of reparations to give we, to people. We, yeah, we would also get a lot of art back. That'd be great. Yeah. It's like Monuments Men. <laughs> Except good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's actually been, there's been these two uh, amateur archaeologists, basically, who have been looking for it in that area. Uh, we have found, like, train tracks, but... Supposedly, you know, they did some sonar imaging of the Earth and like, oh, this might be where it is, and it was just sort of some sort of ice, like ice <laughs> rock formation. Yeah. Um, and we found nothing, and uh, there's still one of them is still looking for it. But that notion intrigued me a great deal. And that, that was like, only a couple years ago. That that started in like 2016, I believe. Uh, yeah, the last update I read yeah. about it was that one of them had broken off and like was not doing it anymore. Oh, they broke up the um, gang. But it, lending credence to it was the fact that the government of Poland was putting money and resources and manpower into like mm -hmm. investigating this for a decent chunk of time. I think for the entirety of the time that Poland was an occupied uh, communist yeah. state. Uh, so they either, you know, heavily invested in this idea just because like, ooh, Nazi gold, or <laughs> they had reason to think that this was actually true. Yeah. They also put, I think I read in the article uh, that they put up over 118,000, I don't know what Polish currency is. Are they in the euro? They're now. But back in, I mean, well, I mean, in 2016, when when these, because they funded the archaeologists. Yes, yes, it would have so been, it it been, been euros. So, so yeah. yeah, they they put up like 118,000 uh, euros for. Yeah, uh, in some ways, the search for it began uh, shortly after World War II. Mm -hmm. I think 1947. Somebody mentioned, um, and it ties into a lot of stuff that we just don't know about what the Germans were doing. 
uh, and there's this ongoing fascination in history with especially late war Germany and how desperate they were getting and the technological strides they were making, inventing rocket technology and yeah. all these different things. Uh, so this seems like it might be one of the least outlandish, like, ooh, what about the Nazis ideas that there could be out there? Yeah. Uh, and there are people looking for they, this train. They also, um, they said that uh, factually, due to, to records that they have, there's about 200,000 cubic meters of excavated tunnels down there, and we've only uncovered about 100,000 of it. Um, yep. Now, the rest of that, you know, the 50% we haven't uncovered, a lot of it probably can't be gotten to due to deteriorating areas, shifts in water damage, damage yeah. yeah, all that stuff. But there is a good half of this entire weird excavation complex, yeah. complex that, that Hitler had excavated uh, using, you know, prisoner of war, prisoner of war labor um, to excavate that, that just has not been uncovered. Yeah, and that's, you touched on it right there, that's part of why it's so difficult to determine what exactly was going on and what about this might be true is, you know, this was dug by slaves. Mm -hmm. This was dug by slaves and uh, prisoners of war. And we don't have a lot of those. <laughs> not anymore or yeah. not after the war for the most part. I mean, the camps, well, we don't have to talk about the camps. But, yeah. You know, there's the, not a lot of people to talk. And the Nazis aren't sharing. The statistics around the article state that near 5,000, somewhere between, and this is a big jump in a number, f between 5,000 and 30,000 uh, prisoner of, prisoners of war uh, were probably either executed or died during the excavation, like due to dangerous and hazardous uh, yep. uh, settings. It's it's so hard to tell. This, the Nazis were meticulous note takers, mm -hmm. but they you know they burned and shredded everything when they knew the Allies were yeah. coming, uh, and the complex was abandoned before it could be finished. And you know now people just go splunking and whatnot down there. Uh, if I wasn't, if they're not getting caught. Yeah, if I wasn't so claustrophobic and if it were allowed, I would love to go down there. Yeah, it weirds me out. Like, you know, sometimes you see pictures that people take down there and the lights are on. Yeah. So it's on some kind of a grid. Yeah, or like, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's a generator. Things down there. Like, a lot of the things that they said was like the progress was slow because there were escapes frequently. Uh, typhoid ran rampant yeah. uh, during. Slave the... labor is not very efficient. People, no, it's people not. seem to keep forgetting. People just don't seem to like it, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the idea that. There were seven major access points in this in the Owl Mountains, which just reminds me of Tolkien. Um, and Far away, <laughs> the misty cold. Um, around ninety thousand cubic meters of excavated tunnels were completed during the original time in nineteen forty-three. Uh, it was theorized that the complex was originally intended to house an underground arms factory, uh, where. Uh, Hitler and his closest accomplices would have served for a secret headquarters as well. <sighs> Nazis in their secret headquarters and their goddamn underground bunkers. <laughs> one of my favorite Matt Bronger jokes, though, if you don't know him, he's a comedian, look him up. Uh, one of my favorite Matt Bronger jokes is like, say what you want about Nazis, but they dressed fucking crisp. Like, you oh, see yeah. photos of Nazis and you're like, oh, fuck, the I want that jacket, fuck. Oh, <laughs> the, the overcoats and the leather and the, the black and the blues, yeah. and, you know. I think, um, which, which state police forces if it based their uniforms on the stormtroopers? Oh, oh it's, it's part. It's, it's the Massachusetts uh, state troopers. Is their it uniform, really? Their uniform is partially inspired by Nazi stormtroopers. I'm also glad we're doing this episode now because I just recently watched Overlord. I don't know if you watched it. I love Overlord. Oh, it's, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, I felt it was a little bit too much Saving Private Ryan. Not enough Nazi zombies, but, you know, <laughs> that's just a personal Walking walk a fine line. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that movie was great. Um, awesome. Check it out. So... 
Why don't yeah, we give so, this not a Seagull, start? Guys, not Seagull. <laughs> Rob. Yep. What do you got? Okay. Uh, so, uh, basically, the concept I was working on back when I first uh, uh, threw this, this article at you is uh, one of my favorite films of all time. No, that's, that's too arrogant to say because it's one of the greatest films of all time. It's not my opinion. Uh, it's a movie called The Treasure of the Sarah Mandre. Okay. Uh, it's a movie directed by John Houston starring uh, Humphrey Bogart mm -hmm. uh, and his father, uh, Walter Houston, uh, and is uh, probably the most influential and amazing meditation on greed mm -hmm. uh, that anyone has ever seen. Uh, I love it so much. <laughs> and it's so many of the movies and video games I enjoy are, are clearly based on it as well. So I kind of wanted to do a riff on that. Uh, the title I came up with for my movie is Gear. Okay. Uh, it's G-I-E-R, which in German is Greed. Hmm. Uh, and I wanted to do a story about people uh, coming together under friendlier circumstances and looking for this uh, and then finding it and what that does to them. Hmm. Uh, similar to the the gold excavation that they do in Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Mm -hmm. uh, but they never actually like get to refine the gold or have it. Uh, they just lose their minds over the idea of it. Spoilers <laughs> for a movie that came out sixty years ago. <laughs> that movie for like the forties uh, with all the codes they had at the time yeah. and like the way things were. Like Humphrey Bogart gets his head chopped off by mm. Mexican bandits. <laughs> that movie is amazing. It's <laughs> um, also the only time I can think of where he played a bad guy. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But um, I want to put together a cast, uh, which I'll throw at you right now. Which is uh, Max von Sydow. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Daniel Bruhl. Oh, my favorite. And Ewan McGregor. Yay! In uh, roles uh, where I, I want them to come together, essentially, Daniel Bruhl and Ewan McGregor are uh, university professors and archaeologists uh, who, who met uh, at school, and they've been working on different things for a long time together, and we probably start the movie, I'm thinking, at like a Viking excavation or something. Uh, what year does this take place? Is it present day? Present day. Okay. Present day. Uh, something less uh, monetarily valuable, mm -hmm. but uh, academically, uh, you know, priceless. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, excavating Viking tombs and cairns and finding, like, boats and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which, you know, that's how we kind of establish that the two of them are very good friends, and they're very good at their jobs, and they both love Indiana Jones, mm -hmm. uh, even though they will constantly tell you push up their glasses and be like, it's not a very accurate archaeological yeah. movie. Uh, and, you know, they know about the, the stories about the Riza complex and the, the Nazi gold train and all this stuff, but to them it's just like local legends and people are so fascinated with the goddamn Nazis and just, just like, leave us alone, it's not yeah. a good time of history. Uh, but I want them to meet Max von Sydow, who I want to have been a top-tier SS engineer mm -hmm. uh, who was involved in this. How about, uh, how old is Max von Sydow? He, if he's not 90 yet, he's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and still working. And yeah. doing great work. Uh, gotta love him. I think he's the last actor left from the uh, Ingmar Bergman films, too. Like, The Seventh Seal and all that. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. From that whole company of people. Uh, which is weird. This movie about him avoiding death. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, 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 like, the only one left. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I want, essentially, for them to encounter this guy and... and um, sort of against their better natures but in, in the name of academics uh, go looking for this train and kind of make a big spectacle out of it. I'm not, I haven't decided if I want them to like publicly present themselves as looking for the train mm -hmm. um, or secretly do it. I think I would probably do it have them publicly be looking for the train 
uh, like a big fanfare thing, like, oh, say so two archaeologists looking for that old Nazi gold again mm-hmm. uh, and making a big show out of it. Maybe that's how they're trying to, like, drum up some funding for some, some real academic stuff they want to do. Okay. Uh, but uh, then they find it. <laughs> and then it's like, well, hold on. How, how far into your film do they find it? Is it early? Probably about halfway. Okay. Um, because then, like, you know, I, I was the temptation is to make an Indiana Jones movie. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a rumor for a long time that the next Indiana Jones movie was going to be based around this concept. Oh, I didn't know that. Doesn't seem next, like that's true. Next as in around the time of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or next as in, like, back in the 80s? Like the next one they're going to work on. Oh, God, they're still doing them. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> People keep watching. Uh, but uh, that seems to be... Either have never been true or is not true anymore. Uh, but regardless, it's not the kind of movie I wanted to make. I wanted to do an examination of greed and yeah. the way that people, you know, uh, tear themselves apart. And so that's pretty much the, the bare bones of the idea that I had. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Um, uh, and I, I think I don't want anyone to wind up with the gold. Uh, I think one of them probably goes insane first, and it's probably not the Nazi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> With a a want for this gold, and the the last two sort of face off with each other, and I'm Mm -hmm. um, probably in their obsession with this gold. They didn't know it was in the next chamber, and I want them to essentially set off a a Nazi bomb. To destroy uh, the the mountain, the uh, tunnels. Accidentally, that buries them in the gold forever. All of them. Oh, okay. Uh, The last two survivors, at this point, I'll say, of the three. Somebody's got to die a little earlier to establish stakes. Uh, Who is? It's probably you. No, no. People would expect that. Who is your uh, director of choice? Uh, my director is David Ayer. Nice. Fury, baby. He's just good at shoving people into uh, into close quarters uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and making them deal with interpersonal conflicts. Oh, Fury is so good. I love Fury. Oh, it is so underrated. On the way! <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, that's my idea. It's just that there's, you know, then there's just a collapsed cavern and we probably end the film on... A bunch of uh, you know uh, uh, cave explorers, uh, you know Polish teens, wandering around the tunnels and just walking right by this pile of rubble, which just hides all the treasure. That leads to you know the last great treasure in the world. It's kind of like it's kind of like the ending of the Goonies a little bit. Like it's it's right there. It's right beyond your reach. (laughs) No, that from when I was a child to now, I'm just like, but it's that. Go, (laughs) but it's right there. It's it's a a sailboat. Go get the boat. Boo! Go get the boat. <laughs> what are you guys doing? I understand that you have that bag of jewels and you all don't have to lose your homes now. But go get the boat. Get the boat. I'm gonna fucking explode. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's the the idea I was I was sitting on. Nice. Which I managed to throw back together in five minutes. Good. That worked well so for Nick, me. Uh, what do you got? All right. So for those of you listening out there, Rob and I are very big fans of Indiana Jones. Uh, Rob, you already mentioned that your film was kind of like Indiana Jones at the start, and then you kind of geared away from that. Yeah, I had to. I had to stop myself because Raiders of the Lost Ark is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't stop myself. <laughs> oh no! I uh, I went full force into the 1940s, 1950s pulp film style of Ooh, Indiana cool. Jones, uh, and my film is called. I made up all my characters. My film is called Jackson Reinhardt and the Hunt for the Golden Train. <laughs> uh, my director of choice is Sam Mendes. Ooh. Just probably because I watched the uh, No No Time to Die trailer today, and that got me thinking. We're beyond Bond fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
So I've got my main character of Jackson Reinhardt, uh, played by James Marsden, Ooh. Uh, who is a civil engineer. This takes place in the 50s, so about okay. a decade or so after the war ends, probably like 54, 55. Uh, he is a civil engineer mm-hmm. working in Poland. Is he is he a veteran of the war? or? I didn't actually think about that. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. He might be. Um, Probable. I, well, yeah, I wanted him to be a civil engineer because obviously I didn't want him to be an archaeologist. Yeah. And the fact that I, I went a little bit in... I turned the train into an actual golden train. The, um, the train is the made train of, is actually made of gold. So gold. Hitler's wow. idea was at least some of the tunnel was being excavated to create a railroad for him to ride in that train, which is why I have a civil engineer who would design railroads <laughs> being the one interested in searching for it. So your entire plot hinges on the fact that Hitler was a little baby boy who wanted to ride a shiny train. One hundred percent. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, James Marsden plays Jackson Reinhardt. He has a sidekick. Um, his sidekick is his TA, so his teacher's assistant, because um, he's a professor of civil engineering. Uh, and his, his TA's character's name is Rummy, or Tyler Rummy Renton, uh, played by Alden Ehrenreich, uh, from Hail Caesar and also from Solo. Uh, I have a female ingenue character, uh, named Miss Daisy Dillahunt, <laughs> played by Willa Holland. Oh, Willa! Um, and then I have With. Colonel Albrecht Schmidt, played by Sebastian Koch, who is the villain of the film. So, my premise, for those of you who don't know, he's from Valkyrie, he's from Bridge of Spies, and he's from one of the newer Die Hard movies. I can't remember their names. <laughs> I always I get confused. After Die Hard 3, after Vengeance, I, I get very confused with the names. Die Hard... Four was Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, and then a, a, three, good, yeah. a Good Day to li- Die Hard? Is that day. the last one? I, I think, think that's so. the one he was in. Yeah. Um, so my premise is that he goes down there with Rummy, his little sidekick, who is very much like Temple of Doom. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dr. Jones! <laughs> uh, Frank, what's his name again? Uh, uh, the, the kid from yeah, Temple? Short, short Round. Short Round, yeah. yeah. I wanted to say Short Stack. Also <laughs> an actor from the Goonies. Yep, as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the premise is that he goes down there with him to discover the train because as a civil engineer he has known workings of railroads and things like that and thinks he could be able to one be the one to find it. Um, as they go down there, I, I honestly, to be completely honest, I, I don't have a reason why this Miss Daisy character shows up. <clears throat> so I didn't, I didn't think of that. She's she just speaks there. Polish. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> Willa Holland is just amazing, and I love her. Yeah. And I would love to see her play a little like like 1950s scar- starlet ingenue. Mm-hmm. Um, but the premise is that once they're down there, they actually realize there's a ton of Nazis hiding out down there after the war. So they've been hiding out down there, and it's about them trying to not only find the train, the golden train, but also get out of the tunnel system without being caught by the Nazis. That's insane. That's my premise for Jackson Reinhardt and the hunt for the golden train. (laughs) Boy, oh boy. We are in for some work. (laughs) Because Um, I I wanted to go so hard into Pulp that I just... It's it's one of those classic titles. I, I had a lot of trouble coming up with the name for the character because I was like, I need a name, and I was like, I wanted to use like Montana, but I'm like, no, that's Indiana, that's too close. And I was trying to come up with like, <clears throat> excuse me, 
I was trying to come up with like a strong, strapping '50s American name, especially because I've been watching a lot of Mad Men. Your first, so. your first draft is already better than George Lucas's because he wanted to call it Indiana Smith. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, but, but I think I like I think I like Jackson Reinhardt also because like it, he's German, like. Reinhardt is a German last name, so he's he's a German <laughs> against the against the Nazis. Um, Moving the payload, my friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's what I got for my pulp. Uh, I almost said pulp fiction for my pulp film. <laughs> uh, how the fuck are we going to? <sighs> All right, create a combination. So of here's the deal. I propose the treasure of the Sierra Madre, and you propose a lighthearted adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> mine is. A, I want mine to be like a successful version of the Matthew McConaughey movie Sahara. <laughs> there is a successful version of that. It came out in the sixties. No, no, no. I, I mean, of recent films. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, what yeah. do we do here? Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. We are. Oh, this is gonna be a tough one, eh? Too many times we have been spoiled on the notion that we have just been able to be simpatico yeah. with what we were thinking immediately, yeah. whether it's choice of director or the way the plot would yeah. go. Yeah, this one is far off. <laughs> okay, let's see. We've got your film, which is a, a little bit more of like a, a psychological, because it's yes. about greed, obviously. Um, I definitely think that we can take that... Uh, idea and spin it into something where both fit uh a lot of a lot of the imagery in my mind was uncharted drake's fortune oh yeah uh when he gets down to you know the submarine and all that stuff um so we got a couple options here we can keep it in my time period or we can keep it present day we can do you want to do you want to i'm not i'm not attached to the time period so i think it doesn't necessarily matter right? if it takes place in the 50s, although that kind of removes my necessity for Max Doncino, uh to be the Nazi. Uh, I mean, not really. He could just be a very old Nazi. That is, <laughs> <laughs> he would have been active duty in the 80s. <laughs> in his 80s, sorry. Uh, oh, boy. He could have been like a, a desk general. <laughs> I, I don't know how Nazis Field, work. field marshal or something. <laughs> Interesting, okay. Um, yeah, just, like, I, I like the idea of it being, like, a swashbuckling. First of all, I like that he's a fucking civil engineer. <laughs> I just so, think that's good. I think <laughs> we, could, we could shove my, my, my concept of greed into it a little mm-hmm. bit with not necessarily making all the protagonists be that greedy for it, but maybe all of them is, like, uh, trying you, to play it. You mean he rummy? Was, yeah, <laughs> uh, call him. Uh, <laughs> call him Rummy. It's his name. But, you know, the the, the teaching <laughs> assistant is 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 gearing more towards wanting to keep this and not have it be a an archaeological find for academics and b not especially caring about getting rid of Nazis. I think I think that works well because they're not archaeologists, right? So they're not looking yeah. to uncover this for like some greater good for studying or anything like that. Yeah, they are. I had Jackson as like a professor of civil engineer, but they doesn't he doesn't have to be. Um, so James Marsden's character can kind of just be a civil engineer who's like, I know fucking railroads. Like, I can figure out where this train is. Yeah. And we can take all this shit. Like, this is ours. Mm. <laughs> so we can still do that. Um, and I'm sorry, who was your director again? Ayer. Right. David Ayer. Uh, I think Ayer would 
work better than Sam Mendes in this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Granted, uh, we haven't fleshed out too much yet, but I think he's better for the, uh, for the title. So um, what, in, what insights are our professor here and his teaching assistant and this girl to go I'm, I'm sorry, what was his teaching it? assistant's name, Rob? Alden Ehrenreich. No, no, what, uh, is, what is the character name, Rob? Han Solo. Rummy! <laughs> Uh, you will call so him Rummy. <laughs> what, what's, what's the inciting notion that gets them to go looking for it? Um, let's say that they're learning about, or in his class, well, I don't know, do you think he should be a professor? I think that might be too close to Indy. Yeah, no, that's true. He's a professor so of he's just So he's just a civil engineer. Maybe they're studying... Uh, post-war, let's see, post-war rebuilding? Yeah, post-war rebuilding. He's in Poland... Because they're helping, you know, whatever, rebuild Warsaw, whatever. Yeah, um, the Soviets would be in charge, especially in the 50s. So they're working together to do, to, to rebuild cities and stuff like that. And maybe he just uncovers, like, uh, something about the Owl Mountains mm-hmm. while they're rebuilding the cities and stuff. Like, hey, how come this, I see, I see there's records here, like, this having been ex- excavated, but nothing ever, nothing ever came of it. Yes. And, like, maybe someone's yes. telling them, like, not to look into it. Okay, yeah. so, right, and maybe uh, Sebastian Koch um, is not, like, down there. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to get back there as well, but can't get access Ooh, it's and like, doesn't exactly know where it is. It's, it's like Benny in the Mummy. <laughs> yeah, kind of, and he's, <clears throat> like, Maybe playing up like he's he's on their side, going on this adventure, Hail which is Kyle, how looks like I have all the horses. <laughs> hey Benny, looks, looks like, like you're, you're on the wrong side, side of the, the river. river. <laughs> um, I love that movie. Oh, it's okay. so good. So yeah, like he he's playing up like he's gonna go on this adventure with this civil engineer and yeah. his assistant. And <clears throat> this this woman gets involved. Yeah, I like that. I like that because I like Not that just it's for the train. Yeah. Also, for something else that's down there in the rise in the Riza that the audience doesn't know. Yes, um, I'm thinking weapon prototypes or something. Uh, maybe a biological weapon because we know the Nazis. You know, they invented cyclone gas. You know, do you they invented rocket delivery systems for bombs? Should we do something that big, or should we do something smaller? Like maybe Hitler had a journal down there that he knew about. S- yeah, he's he's got a, an ulterior motive besides the money. Yeah, Sebastian. Like, there's um, something down there with, like, a personal Like, there's, there's, there's this notion that a lot of the escaped Nazis, like, really thought there was going to be a Fourth Reich right. at some point. I mean, they all fled to South America, right? Yeah. Some of them left and went to the Middle East hmm. um, to help the Arabs try and destroy Israel from the 47 War and the Yom Kippur War and all mm-hmm. these things. Uh, and they thought that's where it was going to spring up out of. Yeah. That they were going to finally finish the job. And, you know, there was a, a, a Nazi officer who was working for a president of Saad of Syria. Yeah. God, uh, imagine. We don't know if he's still alive. But he was, like, helping them with, like, torture methods and imagine shit. Imagine that mentality. We think he's dead. To just, like, to World War II to be ended in such a, a an excruciating way and then a couple years later be part of the losing side of that war with all those tragedies and still be like, we'll come back. Like, that's insane to There's think about. descendants of these people who are not apologetic. The, the, yeah. the communities of, they're just German towns in South America. Robin towns and I are gonna, of German people. Rob and I are going to put this out there right now for those of you listening. We're taking a, a hard stand on it. Please punch all the Nazis. Yeah. 
punch all the Nazis. There are towns of German people in South America, and they'll like you know take you into their house and be like, "Here's a picture of my grandfather during the war. He was a hero, and that's a fucking dude in an SS uniform." Yeah. Um, oh man. Like they're having Oktoberfest down there, wearing later hoses in Argentina. Yeah. Joseph Mengele died happy on a beach. That was the, uh, what was his nickname? He was the, uh... The Doctor of Auschwitz, the uh, Angel of Auschwitz or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't Angel of Death? Angel of Death, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He was the guy who decided whether he went to work, he went to the chambers. Yeah. But he, he was on a beach vacation with friends, and he died in his 70s at the mm-hmm. beach. Uh, and I, Which is probably, I, what, the 1980s? I think that was in the early 70s. Early 70s. Uh, and I will, I will never forgive any god that may be that that man died on vacation in his 70s. Yeah, relaxing, yeah. Um... But, yeah, like, a lot of them really, really thought that they, all right, we're going to start it up again. And that could definitely be what I was looking for down there, something to to make that happen. Yeah, like, he's part of, I like the idea. Yeah. Like, did they ever coin, did they use the actual name Fourth Reich? I'm guessing they must have. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of where I heard the, heard the term other than Third Reich. Yeah, yeah, having ceased to exist. But, yeah, a lot of them thought, you know, the Reich, the Reich will return. Yeah, so he's uh, definitely part of that group. Yeah. Uh, and the Nazis were definitely, in many ways, technologically more advanced in some areas than the Allies. So weapons of some kind, or a chemical agent, something. Yeah. And Alden Ehrenreich wants gold. And we, I, okay, here's my Willa Holland thing. We think the whole movie that she's kind of along for the adventure and mm-hmm. is playing that sort of the dame. Yeah, the ingenue role. Yeah. And she is a Soviet spy. Ooh. And I think. Maybe we can use my ending and have it be a little less of a downer uh, in that the weapon that Sebastian is there for being relatively close to the train, the gold train. Yeah. The golden train. The golden train. Uh, does go off. And it, it doesn't have to actually be a golden train. It kills and buries him and Alden Ehrenreich as they're struggling for control of these last vestiges of, of the, the horror that was that German empire. Yeah. Um, I can see it very much like one of the ending shots similar to uh, Overlord. Where it's that follow shot of Boyce running out as the place is exploding. Have that with, like, the tunnels and stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, James Marsden is kind of down because he's, like, you know, he, he wasn't super interested in having a lot of gold, but yeah. obviously it would be nice. Yeah, yeah, And also he doesn't get, like, credit for finding this because it's buried and destroyed. Yeah. And maybe Willa kind of reaches into her bag and she pulled out, like, a, a big chunk. Like a brick of something. gold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we think that's going to be the big swelling Indiana Jones ending moment. Yeah. But, like, also we find out, like, she leaves his hotel in the middle of the night and she took, like, a bunch of microphone pictures of the weapons and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, with it, those little, she's like... She's going to bring it back to the Cold, Cold War spy technology yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, she's, she's going to bring it back to the Soviets. A so couple of years ago, I remember going it's to It's not all the, gone. Yeah, back when the uh, Discovery Building was still there in the city... I remember going to, you know, they had all those different, like, museum exhibits and stuff. Oh, yeah. I love they the had Titanic one for, one. Uh, the so Titanic cool. one was fantastic. But they had one for um, Spy Exhibit. Ooh. And it was all, like, Cold War spy tech and, like, old, like, recorders and, like, watches with cameras in them and stuff like that. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, but, yeah, definitely. So, like, so what's the what's her purpose as a Soviet spy? What's she trying to get out of it? Either the money or probably both the money and the weapon designs. Okay. So you for, think she finds it? For uh, Comrade Joe. <laughs> um, I don't think, obviously, she's going to be able to get out of the tunnels with James Marsden. Uh, listen to me, Jackson Reinhardt? Jackson, Jackson Reinhardt, yeah. with, uh, with Jackson and, like, be carrying weapons. Yeah. But I think definitely she's the, got the plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she, so they, they survive. Rummy, Rummy passes. Rummy goes. Rummy and... Uh, <laughs> 
and, and the, uh, the Nazi colonel, colonel are both Colonel Albrecht Schmidt buried uh, buried uh, collectively with their symbols of hate and their symbol of greed. Yeah, uh, respectively yeah, I like that. for both of them. Yeah. Both of them are essentially undone and get to have what they wanted forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, because they both have that uh, <clears throat> that sin, that individual sin for each of those characters that kind of define them. Yeah. Throughout the film, and the, the, what I gotta have you elaborate on is, you know, we know how it starts, and we've come to uh, merge my ending into an Indiana Jones ending. Yeah, but like, what is the course of the adventure for you? Like, how do we get from that beginning to that end? I think a lot of it is reconnaissance, which would be how they meet Willa. Uh huh. Um, so kind of similar to like uh, Sala when they go to. Um, uh -huh. you know, meet him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the monkeys follow him. <laughs> um, <That's it's> <laughs> similar to that, where it's like reconnaissance to get there. Um, and I think from 40% inward all the way till the ending, they're in the tunnel. Okay. Um, but the beginning is just like, it's Jackson and Rummy kind of like discovering the information as they're working to rebuild the cities in Poland. Uh, someone's trying to stop them from getting there. Uh -huh. For whatever reason, uh, the German colonel is, I don't know, at their office or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, obviously playing it, hiding low and using a, an alias. Uh, so he decides to come along with them being like, you know, maybe he knows the mountain range or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you need a guide. Yeah, yeah, he's the guide. Um, and then, how do we get Willa to actually come along now? Oh, I mean, we can play we can play the ditzy forties game, yeah, notion, and have it be like sort of like, a, oh, it's like a meet cute, like she wants to help out and learn, and they meet at a bar, et cetera, et cetera, and yeah, play it kind of like Evie from uh, from the Mummy, but like yeah. you know, we turn that on its head towards the end, obviously, yeah, where she knows what she's doing, she's down there for a reason. But yeah, I think that's that's the beginning is like them just discovering this information, trying to find out more about it, and maybe there's not a lot out there. Um, there got there has to be some action scenes, I think. Yeah, maybe there's a little bit of a race because the Soviets and the Americans are are looking into it as yeah, well. I would say Cold War tension. I would say they have uh, Jackson at least has to be um, a war vet just because we need some fighting. He Definitely. needs to have some fighting background. Yeah. Um, just so he knows what he's doing. And uh, I don't know. There's, there's got to be a kick for Rummy. It's got to be like Short Round has like, I don't know. What's, what's his gimmick? What's Rummy's gimmick? He's got to have something. I not necessarily. Look at Jonathan from The Mummy. Yeah, true. <laughs> he's just kind of <laughs> drunk and stupid. Here for the money, man. <laughs> um, but he's got to be like good at something or something maybe. I'm I'm thinking of the the guy who plays Short Round's character. Now you just want to play Dungeons and Dragons. You want to be a bard or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. As the sidekick, I feel like he should have something. Like, what does he offer? Hmm. He's his, uh, he's his, he can't be a TA because he's not a professor anymore. But he can be his assistant. Yeah, he can be an engineer of a fairly equal stature. Or, or an intern. <laughs> or like Do they have interns. <laughs> he reads German. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he can. Uh, he can um, translate and things and, like, like that. Has has a better knowledge of like uh, the building of complexes and, and these things, or like you know, fortification. Or maybe he has a personal stake in it because some of his family was killed in the war. Okay. And maybe he's a German Jew, 
And that kind of leads into his greed a little bit. Like, I, I am owed this. You okay. Know? Okay. I, that's interesting. It's kind of like teetering on some well, like, uh, negative like emotions. Father but. was a POW and yeah. was made to dig. Yeah, maybe he was tunnels. made to dig the tunnels. Yeah. That's how maybe he knows a little bit about uh, the tunnels themselves, just because, like... It could be almost... Uh, maybe there's that notion, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that each of the three guys has one piece of the information they yeah. need. Like, Clint Eastwood knows the name on the gravestone. Uh, uh, Tuco mm-hmm. knows, like, what the name of the cemetery is. It's like uh, the tale of the silver the sight. Only one, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, the <laughs> only one who can get them there is, is, is the bad. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the only one who can... Um, Lead them correctly through the mountains is is the Nazi colonel. Yeah, because he and knows. And Alden is the only one who knows, like, has any knowledge of what the layout of the inside of the complex is. Ooh. And Jackson, uh, being uh, being a civil engineer, is the only one who might know how to like get into there and get out. So here's the deal: you find out halfway through that the colonel was one of the Nazi generals that was actually involved in the building of the tunnels. Yeah, and you also find out at that point, that Alden Ehrenreich's father was a POW there, and maybe the colonel had something to do with his father. I dig, I dig. Yeah, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> um, yeah, so now there's a personal stake for like him wanting to have revenge for his father against the colonel, so maybe they have a fight, the two of them, towards the end, as like the police is coming down. I love it, yeah. And then it's like they that, both die. Yeah, that, that, that particular battle is never going to end. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and they're but yeah, they're both buried down there. Like maybe they're in the train when it happens. Yep. You know. I like it. No one can ever have it. I would love the idea of the train being on the railway and having it work at some point. Oh yeah, of course. During Kinda the like, fight, is we're going to do Spielberg. So yeah, yeah, fight, yeah, We yeah. have to have somebody accidentally like throw an elbow or back the, up into the lever, and the brakes come undone. Yeah, the cart is in Temple of Doom, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, something similar to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, motion fights, baby. Yep. Oh, baby. Yeah. I like this. I awesome. like this. We've added. Uh, we've added a, a layer of darkness to the. Yeah. To the lighthearted. I think that's good. Now. Yeah. So she's a Soviet spy. I don't know if I. I don't know about the her just playing like the the ingenue starlet as a way to get her down there. I feel like there has to be something that she can offer. We got. We got Jackson, who's there because he's an engineer. He understands railroads. We've got the sidekick there. I just like the notion of her playing Jackson for this whole time, like you know. Yeah. And filling that role that is in every one of these movies. Yeah, that's until true. Until she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but my 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 question is, how does she? Uh, how does she? What's the word I'm looking for? Get him to go along with her coming. Good question. Good question. How does she uh, persuade him? First action sequences, like you know. Uh, having to get away from a Soviet army patrol mm. and just, all right, everybody in the car. And now they've gone too far for her to not keep coming along. Okay, so something simple. Yeah. 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 Now she's just a part, like, they can't just drop her off there in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. Yeah. She's got to sure we, we can have Jackson be, try, mm-hmm. but then it's just like, oh, well, there's the Soviet army and <laughs> also the CIA has been following us. So. Uh, We've got to go. Everybody pile in this shitty little Eastern European block car, <laughs> and let's have an action sequence. Yes. They're fighting. They're shooting some gunnies. Um, so once they're down there, are uh, we scrapping? Car crashes, and they got to make their way secretly through the woods to the are, complex. So yeah. We extend the runtime a bit that way. Are we, we put a little reference in there to our first episode <laughs> of the, uh, 
the with the overseeing. <laughs> you see, as they're running through the forests, like there's just a moment of them. Holland is very far away from here. <laughs> no, no, no. Holland, Poland, they sound similar. No, it's so not. They're, they're close. Um, <laughs> um, but so once they get down there, are we scrapping the idea that there are like hidden out Nazis? Because there's got to be. There's. I, I guess we could scrap it because we have the the Soviets and the Americans chasing after them. So they're down there with them. Depending on how sci-fi you want to go, maybe they're frozen. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, or they could have been, you know, in a bunker living there for five I, or six yeah, or seven years. Yeah, I would years. say there's a couple down there, maybe. Hiding, and then, you know, all right, we're activating. Oh, thank God, oh, I'm wait. tired of dried food. What if that's somehow how they discover that the colonel was a Nazi general down there? Like, they open up this bunker, there's like two people left, oh, and yeah. they oh, right, We got to go right through here, right through this door. And, and they recognize and him. Yeah. yeah. They recognize him, and then uh, at that point, like one of them just shoots the two guys in the head or something. Whether it's Alden or yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's cool. So like they recognize him. Captured. Now you gotta Alden's gotta walk us to. He knows exactly where the train is. Yeah, uh. that's how that's how we we find out that he was like a Nazi general down there. But maybe he actually kills one of them. Like as he's about to release information, he's like, "Oh, you're finally back!" And he shoots him in the head. Um. Alden shoots the other one. And they still think like he's on their side now. <laughs> and then maybe as they're digging, I don't know, maybe as they're digging through, they discover paperwork or something that has his name on it. Something like that. Yeah. Or you know, just open the door and it's like, uh, this is a barracks and it looks like people have been living in here. Yeah. Like recently, there's a cigar that's smoking. And yeah, like, it's still uh You know, two guys draw submachine guns on them down there. And, like, oh, no. uh, and they turn around and the <laughs> colonel's got a gun on them too from nice. behind yep. it's yeah, like, yeah. that's the capture part of it like you know how they make Indy do the whole thing yeah uh, I like it so after then we turn the tables yep, obviously the, the, sidekick, fight. the sidekick and the colonel have that fight down there they end up dying for whatever blows up the mountain or whatever mm-hmm. uh, Jackson and Miss Daisy they make it out um, right, so here, here's here's what I think maybe the weapon that the Nazis have down there could be yeah is there is another mysterious element of, of Project Riza that uh, was called the Bell uh, that we don't know what it was for. Uh, there's supposedly some concrete remnants of like a structure for holding a bell-shaped object. Hmm. And people like are like, oh god, were the Nazis trying to do time travel? Were they trying to do like, all these different time things? Travel. Uh, <laughs> and that's what a lot of the the really out there writings about it are about. But yeah. like, I'm like, all right, maybe you know. Uh, the Bell Project or uh, the Glockner Project is like, no, they were pretty close to developing an atom bomb too. Ooh, okay. Yep. So they were getting there. Yep. Manhattan Project, <coughs> but it's like the Poland Project. Yep. And that's, <laughs> and that's what it is down there. <laughs> I like that. And then she, you think so? And she gets, gets away buried, with that info. That gets buried along with the, the Does train. Does she get away with that info though? The the photos of like the blueprints. Yeah, maybe that's how. <coughs> excuse me. Maybe that's how the Soviets get access to being able to construct a, a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's like a little bit of an alternate history. Yep. Maybe that also sets up for a sequel where he's chasing it took them a little while after us to, to develop the technology. Yeah. Setting up for a sequel where Jackson's chasing her down in, uh, in uh, Soviet <laughs> Russia. There you go. <laughs> I like this movie. I wouldn't mind. Actually, you know what? That might be a decent idea if we come back to it maybe in season two where we get another story that we use as a sequel do to a this sequel. film. Do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> we should do a sequel at some point. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit of time left, Rob. I'd love to hear about your turkey movie. Technically, we have all the time that we want. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no time cut. All right, final. 
Tell me about your turkey movie. It's not a turkey movie, you goddamn son of a bitch. (laughs) Rob's going to tell us about his turkey movie. I'll tell you the the short idea. (coughs) Excuse me. I'll tell you the short idea that I had. I didn't really come up with anything. But surprisingly, my film was going to take place in the 50s. Um, It was going to be a Thanksgiving-themed whodunit (laughs) where someone dies at Thanksgiving dinner. And they're trying to figure out who poisoned the person. What was your title, Vic? I didn't have one. <laughs> oh, wait, no, wait, I did. Uh, it was going to be thankful for who, question mark. Thankful for who? <laughs> Turn, or should it be whom? Turned down for what? Actually, it's technically whom. Thankful for whom. Ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, so my movie is called The Last Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, the Last which I only gets. just found out an hour ago. Is a movie that's coming out, <laughs> uh, but it's a horror slasher movie. Okay, uh, Ooh, wait, that's not what mine that. is. Uh, my movie was directed by David McKenzie. Okay, of uh, Hell or High Water. Oh, Outlaw King fame. God, Hell or High Water was like, such a good movie. Cons- consequently, one of my lead actors is Chris Pine because okay. he's in pretty much everything that David McKenzie does. Yeah. Hell or High Water. It was, it was Robert the Bruce and Outlaw King on Netflix that they mm. did together. Uh, also, in my movie are Gina Carano. And uh, an actor named uh, <coughs> Zahn McLarnan, uh, okay. who uh, those of you at home might know from Westworld uh, as the, the Indian host, uh, Akacheta, hmm. uh, the oldest host still active uh, in the park, a Native American actor. Uh, very, very cool. Nice. <laughs> uh, and also in it is Don Johnson. And Ooh, basically, nice. my plot line is uh, I wanted to invert the story of the first Thanksgiving. In uh, hardline religious pilgrims coming to America and meeting Indians and having a having a large meal. Hmm. Uh, this is a post-apocalyptic story. Okay, cool. Thanksgiving, in which there's a uh, a fishing town up in New England nice. uh, that's rebuilt, come together. That's their primary source of food. Is getting out there and fishing in this in yeah. this new wasteland, uh, lorded over by a religious zealot that is Don Johnson, <laughs> until three mysterious strangers come to town. Gina Carano. Chris Pine and, and Zon McLaren, <laughs> uh, who are going to upend the whole thing. Nice. And basically expel a hardline religious order that has come for food. <laughs> I love it. Here in the wasteland. I love it. That's awesome. And that was, that was going to be my Thanksgiving pitch, which I was ready to do up until two minutes before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> until everything until got flipped like upside it. down. Yeah, thank God I had actually spent time thinking about the Nazi cult story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 11. Uh, please email us, wdygpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, WDYG pod, uh, wdygpodcast. Uh, tweet at us, actually. I'd love to hear some maybe alternate stories for Jackson Reinhardt, our swashbuckling uh, rogue civil engineer. Come I up can't with believe some... you pitched a rogue <laughs> civil engineer. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? It fucking worked. Mic drop, but not Every, really. Everybody's got to have their, their movie. <laughs> uh, tweet us a couple, like, alternate stories that maybe he could have some sequels for. Some really cool, you know, pulp uh, film titles like uh, Jackson Reinhardt and the Hunt for the Golden Train. What other stories do you have out there that we can do? Uh, please rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you listen to us. Share, like, comment, subscribe. All that stuff helps us out bigly. Uh, Rob, anything for you? Uh, no, that's about it for me. Cool. I've been Nick. I've been Rob, and that's what we got. What Do You Got is recorded live at the Cape Swoosh Studios in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Our theme song was written and performed by Trevor Campbell. 
Additional music is provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And our wonderful logo was designed by Gabby Weiss. You can find her on Twitter at, at Gabby Weiss. 